A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach, lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator, I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm so excited to have with us our guest, Menina Fortunato. She and I just recently connected on Instagram and the DMs, as I normally do with all my guests. And we already had a great brief Zoom chat and just resonated on so many levels, including being moms and running businesses. And we were just discussing before I hit record all the things that are going on in our lives. And before we dive any further into this, I'm sure you'll be very filled um, a quality filled conversation. Let's talk a bit more about Manina. Manina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. And go ahead and just tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you are, what you do. Uh, so my name is Manina Fortunato. My company is based in the LA area. However, I'm personally based in Vancouver, where I'm from originally. Um, and I specialize in helping dancers create their dream dance careers. Um, I'm the owner of Menina Entertainment. And through the company, we have uh, several programs. The Business of Dance, which has lately been my main focus, which is my online mentorship program. Uh, the Hollywood Summer Tour, which has been my first baby since 2006, which is an in-person dance intensive in LA. And we've also produced a number of music videos at Paramount Studios and Universal Studios and the London Spring Tour, which is another intensive. Um, and I'm a wife and a mom of three kids and two dogs. Yeah, just a few. There's just a few things that have been going just, on in your Just world. a few titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so lovely to have you here with us today. And I know we definitely want to dive into more of your business structure. And I also want to dive into more of how you do all the things, especially with the fact that you live in a different location where your business is located. So we'll be diving into that more mm -hmm. later. Um, sure. Okay. Well, what are the age groups that you serve in your business? So my youngest client started at five. Um, that client is now six. So my Acus for Active clients, my youngest is six, and then serving all the way through adult, primarily Canadians and Americans, but I do um, have some international dancers from Mexico, Honduras, China, UK, and even Slovenia. That's beautiful. I love the beauty of being able to do our businesses remotely, virtually, so we can reach out and have impact all over the world. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was already captivated by the name of your business, the business of dance. You said that you're currently your baby mm -hmm. that you're focusing on. I would love to yes. know a little bit more about that. So do you want me to rewind and tell you how that all yeah, let's go came for about? It. Or, okay. Yeah. So 2020 happened. Uh, that was the end of my in-person dance events, uh, temporarily for a couple of years. And it was a really hard time, uh, for me because, uh, I couldn't travel. I couldn't be do live events. And suddenly, uh, we were all shifting to online. I initially started doing zoom classes and I'll be honest, I wasn't a fan of it. I was really throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I think all of us were, we were just trying to figure out how to survive from home, uh, and doing what we love. 
And initially, I actually started with a mom dance fitness program uh, because I had baby number three in April 2020. And I figured I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there that want to get fit and healthy and dance is the way my vehicle. So why not? That's how I started. That was the beginning of what I would say my online coaching journey. So through that experience, uh, once I was able to relaunch the Hollywood Summer Tour in 2022, I had this crazy idea. I will give credit to my husband because it was something that he was telling me to, encouraging me to do uh, during the entire time of the pandemic. He's like, don't focus on the mom dance fitness. He's like, you need to mentor dancers. And I was very skeptical at first. I'm like, ah, no, you know, dancers, we didn't love the Zoom experience. And I don't know if that I did. I just want to learn online. So I wasn't totally convinced, but I was like, you know what? I've got my first dance event. It's been two years, bringing it back. Um, let me do a pitch and let me, I created an outline. Um, I did a presentation at the end of the Hollywood summer tour and let me see who bites. Well, um, that was the beginning of the business of dance. I generated $17,000 in sales on that day, uh, which was more than I had made in a long time at that point. Um, and that was the beginning of the business of dance and fast forward. That was a uh, summer of 2022. We've served over well over a hundred dancers so far uh, around the world and I've really created my dream business model, being able to work from home and remotely when I travel, because I do still travel a lot, have the ability to manage a lifestyle that fits my family life, mm. um, generate beautiful income, and doing what I love. And there's the episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. No, just kidding. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. Um, thank you for sharing all that. And- it's so nice. I appreciate your transparency that you just shared actual numbers of income. And it's so nice sure. to hear in the dance world that there are people who are making sustainable and abundant amounts of income to where you're living your best life and not just barely surviving. And, you know, some people live Absolutely. with a mindset in the dance world mm -hmm. that I yes. love that you're able to show us and be another example. It's possible. <laughs> yes. And that is one of my biggest passions is really changing the narrative in the dance industry, especially with the dance parents, because there's this perceived notion that dance is not a real career path. Mm -hmm. Or if it is a career path, it's a very short-lived career path. And I want to be able to show both dancers and their families that it not only can be a beautiful career, it could be a lifelong sustainable career. And I'm just one of many examples. My entire family, if you want to dive into that as well, my parents have been producing dance competitions for 30 years they're living their best life they're semi-retired they work because they want to not because they have to and let me just say they're doing very well and my brother same thing my sister's on tour with Cirque du Soleil Corteo making fantastic a living touring with a two-year-old uh, baby and her husband you know so there is there is a sustainable career in this dance world um, beyond just being a performer and that is something that I try to educate my mentees and their parents to make them realize that you don't have to get a quote unquote real job, that you can actually do what you love. You know, I talk to parents all the time. Why are you investing all this time, money and energy into their passion of dance when they say that dance is their life? And then why would you want to quit it at the age of 18 because you graduate high school and, and society says you know, you got to go get a real job and that you can't do what you love. So 
being able to monetize your passion. I mean, for us, it's dance. And for other people, it's other things. And that's okay too. Whatever it is that you love to do, why not figure out a way to monetize what you love so that you can actually enjoy what you do? And how many people on this world work because they have to, not because they want to? And I think both you and I and, and many others, I'm sure that are listening, we all want to do what we love. And why not have fun and make a living doing it? Mm, so true. I think what's really powerful too is that 2020, um, the younger dancers, the dancers you're mentoring now, really, they were the first to embrace, I think, the virtual platform and that opened up their eyes to the yes. possibility. So yes, I think the older generations, yes. the parents are like, no, it's still traditionally mindset, but literally anything is possible, especially now in the dance world. And yes. my definition of a dance business is anyone who serves the dance world in any capacity. So absolutely physical therapists, virtual assistants, web designers, marketing assists, like, I mean, anybody who serves the dance so world in any rules. capacity, it's a dance business. You're still in your dance career. And most likely those people have some type of dance training background and they're still kind of like, right. It's you love that you're in it. You just figure out a different way that aligns for you and is an income. And I love that you already are speaking that message to the younger generations versus like, I'm trying to help shift that message at the, the higher, the older levels, right? Those of us right. who didn't have that growing up. So. Yep. Absolutely. No, I think, I think we're definitely seeing a shift with the whole e-learning. I don't know the figures off the top, but, but it's, it's, it's going to be a multi-billion dollar industry and growing mm -hmm. uh, the online space, especially um, and e-learning thanks to 2020. Mm -hmm. has been embraced by many. Um, I mean, we're even hearing of people getting college degrees completely online, mm -hmm. you know, and the ability to serve people worldwide. Like in our, my generation, I couldn't learn from anybody unless I physically flew to whatever city to be in the room. Now you can be in the what, what would I call the virtual room. Mm -hmm. um, and even with my program, I put my mentees in front of very influential dancers and teachers and choreographers and agents and casting directors that prior to this, we would never have access to. There's no way I could put all these people in a physical room and add this much value. So I've been able to leverage people's time, you know, not having the expense of travel, the time commitment of travel, and the ability to have access to people that Otherwise, we would never be able to do in person. Yeah. And I think that it opened up the doors to all maybe the smaller studios with not as financial deep pockets who couldn't afford to bring mm -hmm. in all the expertise. Like those who've chosen to embrace this have literally, we're now impacting dance training and influence at such deep levels because people mm -hmm. have been able to embrace because they've removed the cost of the travel and the hotel and all of that. And like, we yep. can just, yep. Zoom has changed, I think, the. I know it's changed the trajectory of dance and the training moving forward forever because of people who've chosen absolutely. to embrace it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and there's still a place for in-person events. I mean, I still love the human connection and the in-person events, but in between those events, mm -hmm. we can still connect and still learn and still grow in the virtual space. So having those options is definitely a shift from, you know, from our generation. We didn't have that. Yep. 
So true. And actually, you know, I chose to go virtual in my business in 2018. Like I just, yes, remember you told I me. was doing that one. And, um, and talking to some people during the transition online in 2020, so many were like, wait, you chose this or like, you know, like, wait, why are you like, I actually, it turned out, I discovered early on that this absolutely fulfills my particular lifestyle and what I right. desire and serves me as a mom and living in two places and all the things and reaching more people. And yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, okay. Well, let's dive more into the personal side. I would like to know then. You just said you just got back from traveling. You said you have a partner yes. and some kids and yes. some dogs, and clearly everybody's yes. still alive and things are going great at home when you got back. We're all, we're all alive. Everyone's <laughs> fed. Everyone's got a bed to sleep on. <laughs> so would you give us an example of what like a travel situation looks like and how that works out when you're not there? Like how, how does it work out with who supports you? Do you have more people than just your husband who steps in and helps with the kids? Like just give us, so we can have another example of what that could look like for people as they're building their ideal lives. So my day-to-day -day changes all the time. Right. Um, I'm very, um, I'm one of those people that doesn't have a very structured nine to five kind of lifestyle. So every day is different. So I can just give you even just an example of this week. Let me just okay. go rewind go a few days just it. to kind of <laughs> paint a picture. So on Sunday, I had my group calls with my mentees. So I was uh, working from home. My 13-year-old um, daughter was at her volleyball practice with my husband uh, and then my little other two little ones were running around the house while mommy was working. Um, then put the kids to bed late at night. I'm throwing stuff in a suitcase, um, working until one o'clock in the morning, which didn't I did regret a little bit. But um, and then I had to be on the uh, had to wake up at three thirty in the morning, so I was on three hours sleep, which again don't recommend. But um, I had to be on the at the airport by four thirty, and then caught my flight at six six thirty. Um, flew to Fort Lauderdale. And um, that was also a long journey. Um, and then I met with my mentors because um, I also have, I'm a part of an inner circle um, working with other business owners. So I was meeting my, with my mentors um, in Fort Lauderdale. So that was an all day, um, two, so now we're on Tuesday. Meanwhile, I should also backtrack um, my husband's home with the children. He also works from home as well. So he's juggling the kids. Now there was a bit of overlap in scheduling with the kids. Um, so my mother was in town because uh, my parents just got back from a four-month world escapade who are in the dance business. They also have their lifestyle. Um, and my mom hadn't seen the kids in a while. So she um, offered to help out and drive, do some of the driving with gymnastics and swimming lessons while I was in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and then we're moving on to Wednesday. Uh, I, that was my travel back home. While I'm on the flight, I have, I got Wi-Fi, so I'm doing work and sending emails and de uh, dealing with my team and clients and what and my publicist and all sorts of business uh, work that I needed to get done. Um, so now we arrive late. Where where are we? Late uh, Wednesday night, and then yesterday was right. Um, actually, I had to, I not I had to, but I did. Um, a testimonial from my previous mentor. He had a challenge. So I came on and did a testimonial for him. A nice little interview there. And then I jumped onto a bunch of Zoom calls. And then I was again back in my emails working from home. Kids are at school. That's usually my golden time, I find. My three-year-old is the only one that's still at home. And then my other two are at school. So we did the the morning run. And then um and then after school, I'm back to mom mode 
we're going to gymnastics, we're going to swimming lessons, we come home, we have dinner, put the kids to bed, staying up again till one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> wake up this morning, take the kids to bed, get uh, get ready. And here I am with you. So that is a five day Mm -hmm. in the life of Menina mm -hmm. for this week. And uh, every week I said, is there something different? Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for sharing all that. I think that it, there's me so many dance business owners who can relate to the busyness of all of that, right? Like we're not immune to that. We're very familiar. I'm curious, mm -hmm. um, when, when do you find that you have Menina time? On plane rides, okay. <laughs> I'm I I find traveling by myself so uh, peaceful. Me too. You know, I can I can have well, I can put headsets on and zone out. You know, from everything around me. I'll have if there's a layover, I'll have a nice meal and sit down and open up my computer, and you know, do a little bit of a computer work. If I'm really tired on one of the flights, I ended up sleeping and had a little power nap, so that was nice. Um, in the car ride, sometimes that's my, uh, downtime. And I usually, my latest kick is I listen to audiobooks in the car because, mm. um, I love expanding my mind right now. I'm reading, uh, 10 X is easier than two X. I just mm -hmm. finished uh, the 10 X rule. I also just finished who not how. So I'm on this, uh, so my kids hate me now because that's all I listen <laughs> to in the car rides is self-help and mindsets and business books. And, um, so that also is letting, you know, my mind, you know, drift. Um, I also find time uh, taking my dogs for walks. Like when I drop off my one daughter to gymnastics while I wait for three hours, I usually uh, go for a walk with the dogs and um, I'm in nature and having that quiet time. I mean, they don't say a word to me. So um, <laughs> you know, I'm getting that fresh air and that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the peace of nature is also very calming and soothing. Um, and, and every now and then I try to make time for some self-care, whether it's go to my chiropractor or get a massage or do a spa day. Um, and those get squeezed in, you know, mm -hmm. here and there. Um, yeah, I, I, I try to just maximize my time when there's no children around me, basically. Uh, that's usually my Zen time. That's that to me is peace. And I can focus when the kids are around the house is absolute chaos. <laughs> right. Totally understand that. Um, my children are almost 10 and eight and, mm -hmm. you know, they're in a school, traditional school. And so I'm um, with my schedule of being divorced and remarried, but my husband, and I live in two separate States at least one mm -hmm. week a month, I'm in single mom mode. So that was this mm -hmm. week. And so I have a membership to the local trampoline park and I take them multiple days oh, after fun. school and they can get like an hour of energy out. And I sit there and I bring my laptop or I get some work done or like I read that, I've, you know, like I spend that hour like doing something for me while everybody's jumping around me and going crazy. So absolutely where you can find it, right? Figure all those ways to layer <laughs> it in and make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I can tell that you love what you're doing right? Like you're not saying all these things in a stressed, wondering when it's going to end thing. Like you created this and you are passionate about your life that you're living right now. I can tell, I can feel, I can see it. Of course. I absolutely <laughs> love what I do. There's uh, so many exciting things in the pipeline. Like I didn't even touch on just yesterday. I got two two articles that I'm featured in for Inside Dance Magazine. I just mm -hmm. got the, I got a two page article and a one page article that I just finally got to see. And I'm so excited about that. My mentees are winning. We've got some New York Fashion Week kids coming up. 
in February. There's another big booking, which I'm not allowed to talk about That's yet, okay. but it's huge. But congratulations. Eight of my mentees, <laughs> eight of my mentees just got, and I will, you will be hearing about it on social media. So basically, I'm sure by the time this this episode airs, the, the news will already be out. So look on my socials. I'm sure the news will be there. So between my client wins, between um all the media, all of the... There's just, there's just so much to be grateful for. There's just so much happening. This is the life that I created for myself. So I, I can't complain. I, I enjoy the busy. I'm, I'm not um, I'm not afraid of it. And, you know, every now and then I, I will take a pause and I will find those pockets in the day to take a pause and recharge. And yeah, but that's that's what I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it ever really slowed down. <laughs> I mean, is, is there such a thing as a business owner or even a business owner where... I mean, I even asked my mentors, I was like, and and they're multi seven figure earners. I'm like, does it ever slow down? They said, no. I'm like, does it ever, do you ever feel like you like have it all figured out? They're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Each new level is just it's, a new level of challenges and, you know, different things. It's to always messy. It's yeah. always messy, yeah. you know, but, but that's the joy also that comes with it is that it's the journey. You know, the journey is, it's never linear. It's always circular and goes up and down and zigzag. It's like a big roller coaster ride. Um, there's never, I don't think anybody, no matter how perfect they're perceived on social media, ever had in your journey. We oh, all yeah. have messy journeys, even the most yeah. successful people. Yes, absolutely. We're all humans behind whatever we're showing online. We're all, we're all humans, raw and like you said, messy. <laughs> I know that you just shared with us your business of dance journey, but you mentioned that you've been doing some business things for a long time. So what was, what got you, I'm assuming mm -hmm. we didn't talk about, did you have a professional performing career? We didn't really tap on that. Like, let's yes, back, there's let's a back whole, up even more. That's a whole chapter. <laughs> Why don't you briefly hey, you give us that and then the transition. Yeah. Let's rewind even more. Get, let's dive a little bit more into the Menina performance side and then the transition that got you into the business side. Are you tired of feeling like you're the only one on this dance business owner journey who really gets the challenges you face on a daily basis? Are you tired of feeling like it's everyone for themselves? Are you tired of trying to find support but no one really gets the unique culture and community of the dance world? I totally and completely understand every one of these isolating experiences. I have lived them myself and ironically, I have connected with and met many other dance business owners who feel exactly the same way you do. You are not alone. Now, you may be asking, well, how do we change this? How do we go about building a community of inclusive dance business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs instead of an exclusive one? The answer is the Dance CEO Society. This inclusive community will be the people you turn to for support, understanding, and even growth. The Dance CEO Society is where you know that each member understands the nuanced challenges you're experiencing because of being in the dance world. In the Dance CEO Society, you will no longer feel alone, isolated, or unsupported. You will finally be with like-minded peers and colleagues who also believe that it's about community and not competing, and that there is room for all of us. The doors to this inclusive Dance CEO Society will be opening soon. To make sure you are one of the first to hear about it and to get early access, make sure to join the waitlist. You can find the link in the show notes, or you can visit www.thedancecoach.com forward slash society. Growing up, I was a competition kid. My dad owned two dance studios. My mom started a dance competition. So I got a early start in what you would say the business of dance. Um, I moved uh, from Vancouver to LA in 2001. 
I, um, within the first month I was working with Paul Abdul within two months, I was working with Britney Spears on the Pepsi commercials. I booked my first tour with earth, wind and fire. Um, and then I would say there was a good decade of solid work as a performer, working with Beyonce, um, uh, ZZ top, Carmen Electra, Carrie Underwood, Luke Bryan, uh, Jennifer Garner, working on shows, uh, like Star Trek enterprise, I guess, start on that show. Uh, Mad TV, I was on that show for six seasons. Um, Alias, I was Jennifer Garner's dance double on the show. Um, America's Got Talent. So I had an on-camera career as a performer, you know, working in TV, film tours, music videos, uh, commercials, etc. And um, as I achieved new levels of success, uh, it all the whole mentoring dancers was kind of a natural progression. I found myself getting lots of emails and calls from dancers in Canada because I'm Canadian. One of the biggest obstacles for international dancers is getting work visas. So I was, by knowledge, one of the first of my generation from my city that had gotten what they call the O-1 visa. So word traveled that I got this visa and I was able to work and doing well in LA and other dancers were asking for help. They were asking, how do I get a visa? Well, this is what you need to do. You need to prepare all your marketing materials. You need to have an age, get an agent. You need to have anyway. So all of these, this natural giving back just started to happen. And then I had this crazy idea. I guess it was, well, 20, 2006 is when I did the first Hollywood summer tour I, I had this epiphany of like, I'm giving a lot of free advice. <laughs> and I I thought, well, why don't I create an event around all this advice and be able to give dancers a taste and a sample of what it would be like to be a commercial dancer in LA. And that was the birth of the Hollywood Summer Tour in 2006. I was still very much in the height of my career. It was just an annual event. So it didn't take up... Um, you know, my day to day, I was still auditioning and performing and doing all the things. I just made sure I was available for that one to two week period that I was working on the Hollywood summer tour. And, um, it was, you know, I was, I was one of the first to do an event of this kind. And now there's quite a few that have, uh, uh, simulated to what I've done. So we take the dancers to all the major uh, professional studios. We do agency showcases with all the top agencies. Uh, we do uh, photo shoots for new headshots and dance shots. And so we give dancers professional quality shot and edited video content that they can use for submissions for agents or casting opportunities. They also get to be part of a music video, which we have shot at number of locations, anywhere from Venice Beach to Paramount Studios, Universal Studios, City Walk. And uh, they get the experience of being on a professional set and a line on their resume. Um, we just uh, this past summer shot a video for Enola Bedard, who's a huge dance influencer with 21 million followers. And it was we produced her debut live performance at Universal City Walk. So um, that is in post-production right now, has not been released yet. Or maybe by the time of this recording, maybe it will be out. <laughs> Um, you know, so we give these dancers a real opportunity to get us a, a taste of working with professionals. And we also take them to a TV show taping over the past years. There was So You Think You Can Dance. We've done The Masked Singer, America's Got Talent, whatever shows are happening uh, during the time of the event. And then we mix it up with Monica Beach and Hollywood and Highland and Beverly Hills. And then we do a bunch of educational seminars, uh, anything from uh, nutrition, finances, 
immigration, um, my mental healthness, wellness and health um, to educate both the dancers and the parents. So it's a very holistic experience, mixing dance education, career building, a little Hollywood glam and vacation all wrapped into one. So that was my first baby that I started in 2006. And um, that was that was essentially what inspired the business of dance was because I was do already doing it in person. So um, business of dance became a natural progression. One of the things too, is I told a lot of the dancers that you need headshots and resumes and demo reels and websites and social media and casting, da, 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 all these things. And they're like, okay, great. But how do we do all of this? So the business of dance is the how, is the deep dive where we spend six months together and really learn the intricacies of how to execute all of this uh, and actually create a career. Because a lot, oftentimes they come to this event and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. This is what I want to do for a living. We have so many dancers that have had incredible careers since we've created a lot of, launched a lot of careers over the years, just for the Hollywood Summer Tour, just with a one or two week program. And now with a six month program, we're really making an impact with these dancers. And um, yeah, their, their wins are just uh, incredible to see these these kids and teens and adults that dreamed of experiences that they are actually having right now. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. I think I think that it's just so good just to hear um, just the process of how things are developed, right? Because again, we just we just see this shiny, and we're like, oh. And you forget that they weren't born doing that, that there was a process to get to where people are with established oh, careers and such. So thank you for that reminder. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't forget to ask this really quick. So I have a feeling that people listening, you know, because it's mainly, you know, the adults who are listening to this podcast that they're going to be like, wait a second, I want to look more into this for potentially people in my space I could send her way. Just really quick, a little mm -hmm. plug, where could they go to find more information mm -hmm. about this before we continue on? So the Hollywood Summer Tour is dancehst.com and the business of dance is bizofdance.com, B-I-Z or Z of dance.com. Um, and also we have the Business of Dance podcast, which I also forgot to plug as well, which is basically a, a, a connection to the Business of Dance mentorship program. All the recordings that we do with the guest speakers are now also podcast episodes. That's so awesome. Thank you. And I'll make sure I'll put that information in the show notes as well for those who are listening to go and Amazing. That later. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. So you said that you do business with dance, but you actually have your company, Menina Entertainment. What else do you do mm -hmm. with that? So uh, Menina Entertainment has also produced um, a number of music videos um, over the years. We've also produced, I had a prenatal dance uh, instructional video back in 2012, which when I was pregnant with baby number one, that was another project, the, a passion project that I did. Um, we also have the Dance with Menina, which was my mom dance fitness program, which is still technically available. I'm just not pushing it and promoting it, and I'm not doing the coaching part anymore. Um, and I co-produced with my husband Universal Dance Awards, which was an award show at Universal Studios. We filmed it in 2019, right before the world went crazy. Um, and that was released, I think, in 2021. And that's available on iTunes and, and Google. And that was really an incredible event where we had the the who's who's of dance in one room. Um, I can't even say physical room because we were outdoors. It was actually at on the lot um, mm. under the stars. It was just a 
beautiful experience um, with all the major choreographers and dancers and agents and such from LA. So between live shows, productions, music videos, instructional videos, dance intensives, mentorship programs, and podcasts, um, just quite a bit, uh, just, quite just a, a bit that we do. That you're doing. <laughs> just a few. Just a few. <laughs> I would say definitely like the running theme of this episode is not for a, for a lack. Like there's not a scarcity going on. <laughs> there's lots of things happening. Yes. Yes. There's always innovation. There's always mm-hmm. ideas brewing. There's always. Um, I have a tendency, that's actually maybe a bit of a, it's a blessing and a curse. I have the ability to create, but sometimes I create too much for (laughs) my capabilities at the time. Mm -hmm. I'm learning better to delegate. I'm learning better to build out a team. Um, but I've got so many ideas. I'm like, oh, we can do that. Sure. Why not? We could do that. So, but lately I've been trying to be more focused and, Primarily this past year and a half, it's been just the business of dance and the Hollywood Summer Tour, which is just an annual event. That's been my focus. Yes, other things do pop up here and there, but I'm trying not to have shiny object object syndrome Mm -hmm. um, and stay focused because otherwise um, I put my hands in too many cookie jars. I mean, I already have a lot on my plate. And people, when I talk about my life, people are like, how do you do it? And sometimes I ask myself, I have no idea. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> but I suspect that every day you wake up excited for what you're what you're doing. So that's obviously a very good help when you wake up and you love what you're doing yes. and you're excited for it, right? Versus you have to. Yeah, like I was excited yeah. to meet with you today. I'm like, I get to do a podcast interview today. Like it's fun. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have to leave the house for it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yeah, it's probably why I love it. Honestly, this all came from me just having amazing conversations with people I was connecting with on Zoom in the DMs and then we were hopping on Zoom. And then I was like, um, other people should be hearing these conversations. And that was the reason why podcast started. And so I'm still doing what I was already doing, but now that people get to join in on the conversation. So um, yeah, why not? So to help round out this, what would be any advice or a business hack you have to give other dance business owners that just that you think, oh, this would be really beneficial for someone else? Um, A book that I would recommend that I have no ties to is Who Not How by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, really learning the art of delegation. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate their messaging. They say rather their main premise of the book is rather than focus on how to do everything yourself, find the right who's that know how to do the thing that you don't know how to do. Not only are they going to do a better job because that's their passion and expertise, they're gonna do it and execute it much faster than you are. And you're gonna be able to leverage your time because time is our greatest commodity so that you can focus on your genius zone. Because I think a lot of times, at least my observation, is a lot of dance studio owners oftentimes are dance teachers that love teaching dance, that decide they want to start a business, and then they get this rude awakening that there's way more to it than teaching dance, and they get caught up in the day-to-day administrative you know, work and social media and websites and uh, receptionist work and janitor work and marketing and all of the things, but really that's not 
their expertise. That's not even what they're really good at, nor do they really know what they're doing or the bookkeeping or counting, you know, all of those. That wasn't why they went into business in the first place, because they love educating and they love teaching dance. So focus on your zone of genius. Of course, in the beginning and early stages, we are wearing a kajillion hats. And I still know every part of my business, every part of my business. But I'm also learning the art of delegation that I sometimes will learn something, teach it to somebody else and pass it and push it away. And then if there's really, truly something I'm like, I am like, this is way over my head. Like right now I'm integrating with a software called Go High Level and it's so techie and I'm just like, I, it, it makes my head hurt. And I found who's to help me with this whole setup because I know that if I try to figure out the how, I will waste so much time with trying to figure out the how I'll take away from my zone of genius and everything suffers. And I don't even do a good job of trying to figure out the how, I mean, it's no different than, you know, do you want to learn how to build a house watching YouTube videos or would you rather just hire a contractor or an architect mm -hmm. that actually know what they're doing and that could do it in a much faster time. Imagine, imagine if we tried to figure out how to do every single aspect of our lives, we, our productivity levels would not be the same. So I think, in any business, but especially in the dance business, because I think we're very artistic minded, most people in the dance world. And, uh, you know, if, there, if there's a part of your business, <clears throat> excuse me, if there's a part of your business that you really struggle with, then you're not the right who for it. And go find the right who that knows how to do it. And one little piece of advice from the book that I really found was genius is procrastination is wisdom. And this really threw me for a loop because... I do procrastinate on tasks that give me anxiety because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know. So I put a shit on the back burner. I'm like, that stresses me out. And I put it and rather, that is your inner wisdom telling you, you are not the right who when you procrastinate on a task. Because if you are good at that thing, whatever that thing is, then it's easy to get it done because you're in your zone of genius. But when that thing gives you anxiety and you procrastinate, then it's a sign that you are not the who to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I, I see it pop up. And since I read the book, I see it pop up in my day-to-day -day life. Like a simple task, like I was ordering scholarships for uh, our partners because I donate a lot of scholarships at different conventions and competitions. And I just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I know how to do it. Don't get me wrong. But it's just a very tedious, time-consuming task. And I'm like, but I've got other things that are more important. And I finally got my VA. I was like, you know what? I created a Loom video. I did one scholarship. I placed one order. I showed her how to do it. And she got it done in a day. Mm -hmm. And I was putting it off for, for so many days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, this is this is the art of delegation. This is why. And it's not even sometimes the things that you don't know how to do. Because I actually knew how to do it. It's just time consuming. It's taking away time where I could focus in my zone of genius or even being with my family. Mm -hmm. which is also an important part. Yeah, you had figured out what your priorities were and that wasn't for you. Like you knew you needed it done, but it wasn't yeah. a priority for you to get it done. Um, I think yep. we need to take a step back from this to speak to why so many people don't do this. And I think there's two things, especially in the dance world, tying to scarcity. And one is they have the scarcity mindset that like, well, they're not going to probably be successful in ways because they're just a dance teacher. They're just this and this, right? And they don't allow themselves room to believe that they could be good at something or that it's worth investing in building that. And the other is the financial. They believe that they just don't have the finances to make it happen. But I know that every person who has money in their bank account 
has things that they like to put their money towards and they choose what their priorities are. And if you decide that you're all in on building your business and you realize that you're struggling with something, but you normally go spend like, oh yeah, I have no problem just dropping this much money to go get three new pairs of Lululemon leggings when you don't really need them, but you like them, right? And that was your priority, just get some new leggings versus a few hundred dollars could easily go towards temporarily investing on the right who to do the thing in your business that you've been struggling with that's been holding you back. Almost always people fail in their businesses or struggle because of themselves, especially in the dance world, because mm -hmm. they approach it from, I don't have time, I don't have money, which the whole reason why you want to do it is to then get the time and the money. And if you really, truly value that, you will figure out a way to make it happen. So absolutely. <laughs> and if you don't have time and you don't have money, that's more reason why you need to change. That's yep. more reason why you need to invest in your business or in yourself if you've gotten to that place. And one of the things too, which has been a real big eye-opening experience is up until two years ago, I've been figuring all this out on my own, even though I've done very well on my own, uh, investing in myself mm. has been the greatest investment. And now I understand the power of mentorship. You know, I've, I'm putting myself in the rooms now with seven, eight figure earners mm -hmm. that are thinking at a level that I have never even imagined. I mean, just that mastermind inner circle day that I had a few days ago, I was my brain hurt at the end of the day. I knew I was in the right room when everyone, at least I felt like everyone was smarter than me in business. And that's when I was like, wow, there's so much more growth that can be happening. And, you know, they say that you're the, what is the product of the mm -hmm. five people that you spend the most time with. And uh, yeah, if you don't have time and you don't have money, then that's a sign that you need to actually invest time and money into yep. yourself so that you can elevate your lifestyle so that you do have time and money to do the things that you want to do. Yep. If you're waiting for something to change, but you're not doing anything to make that change happen, then nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. You have to do the action. Um, yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also I just want to don't just, this is like normally my MO with my community is I suspect that there are people who listen to this who are automatically feeling restriction and like fear and scarcity just from hearing you share mm -hmm. your journey and your success you've had and they're like thinking that they're not capable of achieving that and if you're finding that you're telling yourself those lies that are not facts mm -hmm. then you need to take mm -hmm. some time with yourself and work through releasing them because mm -hmm. that's holding you back from the truth which is you are capable of achieving the things that menina has shared with today and everyone's journey of success is going to be different but there's not mm -hmm. one person in the dance world who cannot achieve financial success if they desire it. It's totally possible. Well, I want to I want to be a little open and transparent with your audience about right now you may feel like, "Oh my gosh, Manina, she has it all figured out and she's right. being successful." It was not always right. like that. Yeah. 2020 was very very humbling. I went from a very good multi six-figure income to zero. And I mean, zero mm -hmm. overnight, I was forced to pivot my Hollywood summer tour to a virtual event and my expenses far exceeded the revenue that I had. I had, um, there were months where I was making zero and I mean zero. And I was leaning on my husband for the first time in my life, which was mm -hmm. a horrible feeling. And um, even when I was starting my online coaching journey and with the whole mom fitness thing, I could barely make $500 a month. It was that bad. I depleted all my savings. 
uh, max out every credit card. Um, I couldn't even I couldn't even afford to have a car. Mm. I was carless for a year. So when I say that I was rock bottom, it I never I never made so little in my life. Mm. And I my back was against the wall, and that's when I need knew that I needed to change. And when I came upon my first coach, I didn't even have the investment to invest in the coach. And I ended up borrowing money from the first Hollywood summer tour that was happening that summer to invest in myself. And I remember telling my coach, I said, not only do I have to make this money back, but I need to double it in the next month before my event because I'm short mm -hmm. to run my event. I don't even have enough cash flow to run my event. And I don't have credit cards to use. Mm -hmm. And I can't take out a loan. Mm -hmm. So when I say my back was against the wall, it was, and it was, and I told them, I said, failure is not an option. I said, hold me accountable. I am all ears. Clearly the, my, the direction that I've been on has not worked and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for change. And sometimes it takes a hitting that rock bottom. It was a very humbling experience. And, um, and then the, the rest, the rest was history. And I'll share my my revenue last year. It was over six hundred thousand mm. dollars. I went from zero to multi six figures, and I'm projected this year to hit over a million, based That's on amazing. the performance that we've had. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing and being fully transparent. Because and people are afraid to talk money because people think there isn't any. So I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. And again, if someone who's listening to this is like, oh, but that's just like her, and she had already said like, right? They're just excusing her story, Manina's story, like check in with yourself because that's the story you're telling yourself to excuse why you're where you're at. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying this because it's easy. I'm saying this because also, I've also had my own journey as well <laughs> of back again. We the all wall. have. Yeah, everyone has. We all have. Even the most successful people have hit their rock bottom as well, but you have to be willing to do the things that other people are not. And investing in myself at least was my best investment. Yep. It really stretched me you know, I just made another large investment into this new inner circle and it's stretching me. Let me tell you, it is stretching me, but I'm putting myself in the rooms that, with people that are already stretching my mind and connecting me and putting me into a network of people that I otherwise would never have access to. You know, now I now have a publicist. I'm doing a TV interview next week. I've got 10 articles in the pipeline, two articles uh, with Inside Dance Magazine. I'm going to be a contributor for Inside Dance Magazine. My clients are winning. There's so many amazing things that are happening. Why? Because I invested in myself. Mm. Because I'm learning from the best. Because I'm shifting my mindset. Because I'm growing mentally. Even all these books that I'm reading. like I'm, I'm expanding my mind far greater than I ever have. And for that, I feel like I'm also putting myself in a very different, in my own lane in the dance world. I'm not aware of anybody doing what I'm doing, yep. but it's because I'm getting outside of that comfort zone mm -hmm. and I'm putting myself into rooms of people beyond the dance world. We're talking really successful business people in other fields. Mm -hmm. Like one of my, my, one of the members of this inner circle, she has a mastermind and one of her biggest clients is BlackRock. If you don't know who BlackRock is, look them up. They pretty much control and own the world. <laughs> they own all of media, all of pharma. They lobby every politician they they're they're put it this way it's a very high high net worth community that i'm a part of but being in those rooms and even though i feel like small fish in this pond you know i'm going to have probably have the most growth in the entire group mm -hmm. because it's going to force me to elevate myself rather than you know be i'm you know my mentorship i'm the leader for the for the group 
but in, I'm in another mentorship where I'm the, the student and I'm learning. Mm -hmm. But also as I grow, I lift up my mentees because mm -hmm. I'm getting a wealth of knowledge and expertise that nobody in the dance world is having access to. And I'm able to give that back and pour. As I fill out my cup, then I have more to give my clients. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. My goodness. Thank you so much. It's so nerdy. I love like talking business in the dance side because that's just like such a nuanced thing. Yeah, people still aren't comfortable. It's just we're getting there. But like I love when a mm -hmm. fellow person is like, let's talk dance business. I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the growth side of it, not just like how many clients can I get enrolled in students, right? Like there's so much more to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like we can go on forever about this, but we need to bring this to a close. So Manina, before I ask you the final question, how can people continue to stay in touch with you? See all the things you're doing. Where can they find you? Well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and my, my personal website is maninafortunato.com. My Instagram is at maninafortunato. Same with my Facebook. Uh, through the websites, my emails are there. My business phone numbers are there. Maninaentertainment.com is another website. I have multiple websites. That's something I probably should consolidate. But um, <laughs> through any of the websites or any of the social media platforms, uh, you can connect with me. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Okay. Final question I ask all guests is what does it mean mm -hmm. to you to be the CEO of your life and your business? I would say to be able to do what I love, be able to monetize it and to create a lifestyle that fits not only my personal life, but my professional desires and passion, which is dance. And to be able to do what I love my way without society telling me what my limitations are with infinite income potential is very fulfilling. It's very rewarding. I've never had a nine to five job per se. And I'm grateful that I get to do what I love. And now I'm in a phase in my life where I'm giving back to the next generation and it's, it's very fulfilling. Mm. I really, I really love what I do. Thank you. That was beautiful. I really appreciate you being with us today. really appreciate your time and our conversation. And thank you everyone for listening with us. Have a great rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.